the Recruitment Rollercoaster Podcast. My name is Hisham Azuz and today I'm joined by Chris Hart, who's very kindly uh, come to the studio today. So thank you, Chris. No worries. Um, Chris, you, you've been in recruitment over a decade. Yeah. Um, amazing, amazing achievement. And the first thing that I was really curious to ask when I was checking out your LinkedIn and stuff before you came in was, um, how do you end up in recruitment? Unlike you, I'm not in the one percent. <laughs> I wasn't in the one percent. I okay. um, I got into it quite late. I I used to bum around working in clothes shops. I was about twenty five. Really worked in retail for a while. Yeah, for okay. years. And then then I got into a state agency, thinking that's nice. you know that's a real job. Yeah, yeah, into yeah. State agency. I only did it for like nine months. What made you think it was a real job? I don't know. Like I don't know. There was no. I had no qualifications. I dropped out of college. Yeah, that kind yeah, of stuff, yeah. You know? Okay, cool. Um, and I thought, yeah, I can't keep working in clothes shops. That's my life. Yeah. So. I got a job in a state agency, which I actually loved it. It was a great job. Yeah. Uh, pay, the pay was terrible. Yeah. It's, it's very commission-led, isn't it? Yeah, and like, the company I worked for, this is obviously going back a long time, but it was a good job. I liked yeah. houses and nosing around, that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, but the pay was terrible. So I only did about nine months, maybe. And then, I don't know how I got the idea to go into recruitment, but you find a lot of yeah, older yeah, estate yeah. agents. A lot, yeah, a lot of estate agents. Especially Yeah, I think there's... Um, I think um, the skill set is ultimately yeah, it's the definitely same transferable. mindset, 100%, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And also, I think that obviously recruitment can offer normally a bit of a higher basic. Oh, and yeah. also, obviously... I doubled my salary in one go. Exactly, yeah. So. And the weekends as well. Is yeah, because right? uh, I'd always, like since school, worked, worked weekends, weekends. yeah. And then it's stay When agency. you get those weekends back, though, it's such a nice feeling, though, isn't it? Especially in your 20s as well, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, when, you're, when you're a young, you know, mid-20s guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, awesome, yeah. But... Um, so I just kind of fell into it. I wasn't like, a, oh, this is what I want to do. And yeah. even when I first got into it, it wasn't like, oh, this is it now. This is it, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just case, right, this, this would do for now. This yeah, would pay me some decent money. I get to work in the big city and, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. mum be proud and all that yeah, kind of, of course, stuff. Yeah, of course, um, And it just kind of, like I said to you a minute Snowballed. ago, it's just flown by. Yeah, like, yeah. like 10, 11 years have gone by and it's just like... It's the thing pet. is, though, do you feel like that is the like one of the most common story that what mm. we've recruited, so... I was speaking to Sean about this the other day, and it was like, do you do you feel like it's something that like you're like, oh, you know what, I'm good at this. You know what, I can get good at this, and then yeah. you can you can build something yourself. I, st- I started. I actually did quite well fairly early on. Oh, really? Like one of the not like amazingly well, but um, I mean, one of the, f- the first place I was at, I how long was you there for? Two and a bit years. Oh, okay. I did my first deal in a week. Really? Yeah. Was it perm? Yeah. What? Yeah. And, uh, I love that. Yeah, I got there on the Monday. Yeah. And um, the boss was like, and I was the only resource of like 10 consultants. It was a small oh, com- wow. It was a small co- company. So I did a bit of everything. Yeah, you were just smashing out the candidates. Yeah, so like anything from infrastructure to .NET. And it's okay. like some weird defense stuff. Guys working for BAE doing like the Eurofighter stuff, okay, right? Okay, okay. And we had this job with oh God, some fight. I think it might be like NASDAQ RMX or something. All right. And I can't remember what the job was, but he said to me, look, do you fancy working out? I was like, yeah, fine. And, yeah. and it was something special, just the usual... Just went on. I think it was just job site or something. Right? <laughs> Love that. And um, I just yeah, just found a bunch you must of CVs. Have absolutely blagged it though. Well, I think I was I was off. From what I remember, I was off when I did the oh, deal. Oh really? I don't know how I managed to get a day off my first. Week. I, I was I something on my car. Okay. So I'd already pre-booked the day off. So yeah. I found the CV on the Monday. Yeah. They came back on the Tuesday to book an interview. The candidate went in on the Wednesday. And that was it. Oh, Thursday, God. I get a phone call from my boss saying, you're not going to believe this. You've just done your first deal. Like, <laughs> the, th- the thing is, like, I, I think I did my first deal in, like, three months. But um, what I was going to say, like, the thing is, like, when you, ex- when you, like, I've had placements like that now where that happens and it's just yeah. like, why can't, ev- why can't every oh, yeah, you be think like this? It's easy. <laughs> it's, 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 it's you easy. actually think it's easy, but 
the thing is, like, the thing is, like, when when there's a lot of legwork goes into it, they they do feel the best them ones. I feel like, but yeah. at the same time, when you get those and you're working hard all the time, <coughs> they are quite rare. That's what I say to the, the guys on my team now is that when they get when they get like a, it's a problem or the Calais got a counter off or things like that, I say, well, this is this is where the fun starts. Yeah, now. exactly. You yeah. get to earn it's the best it way to view it. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, yeah. So what? Um, how? Because uh, I'm always interested with in this because I feel like this is the the period of like the first six twelve months. I know you said you did quite well, but that I feel like that's a really important period for yeah. a recruiter to understand why well, is it always going to be like this and all that. Yeah, yeah. So how how were your first twelve months? So as a recruiter, I was. So you worked for a small agency. Yeah, said, it was. Yeah? Okay, th- it, was, it was small, like a satellite office, but they were owned by a large company called like, Rethink. Okay, cool. But we we were kept our own brand. Oh, okay, so we, were, we were competitive. How many people? Just owned by them. Like I said, I was the only resource of ten of us. Oh, okay. Um, to start off with, and. The first, my job was just a resource. Yeah, just so I wasn't doing BD. How long did you do that for? Good year or so. Oh, really? I did for a while. Okay. Yeah. Um, I did all right. The commission was amazing. Did you want to speak to clients? Was Did you have that um, age to be like, I want to get on that? Or did you I enjoy did. that? Yeah. I wanted to be good at it. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I'm, I hate doing BD. Yeah, it's hard, right? isn't it? It's hard. I don't mind doing it. Like, I can do it, and I've done it when I've had to. Um, but at that point in time, I enjoyed finding the candidates, and we worked with a couple of big clients, like people like Capgemini. So, oh, so like you had like con- big contracts. Yeah, so we had, had um, jobs. That's a big con- uh, consultancies and things like that. Oh, nice. So I enjoyed doing that, get a bit more kind of in the business side of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when I became three sixty, um, I actually only did it for like a couple of months there before I moved on, and I managed to smash my target before I left, which was great. Kind nice. of think, oh, you've kind of done that now. Yeah, yeah, a course, little bit, course, course. and then moved on. But the first year, yeah, it was just finding candidates but it was everything from perm to contract to infrastructure guys yeah. to .NET developers to like trade support people yeah, yeah, yeah. so again to people that work on like the Eurofighter stuff down in BAE so. what, what do you think made, made you have a good year then was you literally just non-stop on the phone was you yeah. was you always that type of person like I'll just pick up the phone and speak I was, to them or? I've never been a prolific caller okay. I'm not one for you have to call this amount of people yeah, to make yeah, a deal yeah, yeah. I would much rather call people that look good rather okay. than just do a search and your boss goes, right, call every single one. Yeah, like, well, yeah, why? Because yeah. the one I might need is right at the end. I'm going to waste yeah. all my time going. Okay. Do you know what I mean? So I would, I'd call people, don't get me wrong, but I wasn't going to just call people for the sake of it. Yeah. Um, I, quite, I was quite happy to speak to people on the phone. And I, I liked that at that time because I was doing, cause I was doing so many different things. I learned a lot about, I think I learned what a good CV looks like pretty quickly. Yeah. And I still kind of value that as one of my main skills is that I'm good at spotting a good candidate nice. just on paper. Not that you should ever rely on that. Yeah, yeah. But I can make a fairly good decision based on my instincts. That, that guy's definitely worth a call. That's interesting. Whereas something might go, oh, he hasn't said that one keyword in there. I'm like, I don't care if he hasn't said that one yeah, keyword. Yeah, he said yeah. that, which might lead to that yeah, thing yeah, we that's need. That's interesting. You know? So that's what I enjoyed when I first started out, mm. is doing that. It was just speaking to people from different backgrounds, different technologies, and just being that person that was responsible for everyone's kind of deals. You yeah, know, like, that's, that's nice. I mean, that I was, I was I, not that I was a youngster, I was like 25. Yeah. But I was the kid. I was the kid of the office. I was yeah. a newbie, you know. I was the yeah, junior. Yeah, yeah. How? Uh, um, what I was going to say. So, um, how? Like once. So once you just, just so that's interesting for me to understand it. So once you got the candidate for someone, mm. what would your involvement be? Would you like? Because you Everything. essentially you built the relationship, right? Yeah. So, so would you like? So I don't know. Would they go? Oh, could you, Chris? Could you call them and say what would they think about this salary, or would they close them? On yeah, that? I would. What would you do? I know some places get. Like resources to just find a CV and, and then, then hand, pass, has, hand it well, over. Well, I, I was not. I was calling up qualifying oh, okay. a lot and then going. I found these for you. They're all qualified. What jobs do you want to send them? Yeah, no, yeah. I knew. I had the jobs. To oh, work right. on. obviously, yeah. Of course, you were speaking yeah. about the jobs. So yeah. they'd like give me the jobs to work on, and I could pick and choose what jobs I was on. Do you know what I mean? So oh, nice. I could sit and go out to do this infrastructure job. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
and I always had this rule of thumb that I'd do two separate jobs a day. Uh, I was the one in the morning, one in the afternoon. But nice. yeah, I would fully qualify the candidate. I know everything for everything. So they would send them across the client. Yeah. But then when the client comes up for an interview request, that was down to me to oh, get nice. it booked, to prep them, everything. Yeah, because that, that's what I was just thinking. Because if if I was doing that and then I, I wasn't, I just had to hand it over. I'd, I would find that yeah, difficult. Yeah, I would. I probably would have found that a bit boring. Uh, nothing. Yeah, exactly. Maybe like the first like three months or so, get right, Chris. What we need to do? Yeah, really yeah. understand what a good CV looks like. Do all that. But if it was for the whole twelve months, yeah, I'd find that hard. Yeah. What I was gonna say. Um, so it's it's interesting the the whole candidate thing. I think the advice that I got from my old boss, which I think is um, really good advice for anyone sort of starting, is that if you if you're good at getting good at what you just said, yeah, you're gonna have power even if you are a bit shit at BD or even if you are. Because if you think about it, there's there's a, there's jobs out there. Oh, there's enough jobs. <laughs> yeah. So it's getting the candidates that even though that BD and building your desk that is fucking hard but yeah. if you can really nail getting candidates building relationships yeah, yeah. with people and all that I feel like you really build a solid foundation of being a successful recruiter yeah. so I think that's that is solid advice for someone who's 12 months in is like yeah okay if there's expectations you're getting a 360 deal and stuff like that do it but yeah. if you really focus on the candidate side you've got a very good chance of looking back five years down the line going you know what that, that I'm really glad I, I took that approach yeah Does that and make sense? even if you've got even if you're not doing so much BD, say like where I am now, yeah. the way we're set up is that everyone is delivery focused. We've got a separate BD team, right? Okay, so they just do BD. Yeah. yeah. Um, but we will get business just by speaking to good candidates. Of course. Like, and because we take that approach, yeah. it's almost like if you did, if you deliberately don't do BD, you'll find that the business will sometimes come because you're, <laughs> you're not trying so yeah, hard. Yeah, do you know I what I mean? mean? I know what you mean. So we'll have clients come to us. In fact, there's, there's, there's a girl on my team in the last couple of weeks where she's someone that she nearly placed somewhere else and then annoyingly they took an offer somewhere yeah yeah but then he's come back to us and said we need help and you were by far the best recruiter yeah, i worked yeah, with i love that and like she's never done bd in her life and she's like yeah. i'm about to agree terms with this like <laughs> huge client i'm like yeah, but yeah, like, yeah that's great you know, no, that's I what you should that. do i think so. I've, I've had that yeah i think that um yeah it's that that's where that's that's what a good recruiter is yeah. do you know what i mean it's when <clears throat> even though um you didn't end up getting a fee on the board that person is still willing to, to yeah. recommend you and like i think they're they're the recruiters long term over the next five years yeah. with the technology and all that that's gonna disrupt things they're yeah, the yeah. people that are gonna survive and they're the people that are gonna win yeah definitely 100 percent agree with that because it's i've um i've never been massively social media based yeah job wise never the only time i've ever really used it is like linkedin yeah, yeah, yeah. right but since doing what i've been doing recently i've learned quite a lot like how things are massively changing yeah and big time like the old model recruitment that's well and truly dead yeah, yeah. But there's a lot of companies out there that still kind of believe in that yeah, and yeah, yeah. they're gonna be what they're long time yeah i mean yeah 100 <laughs> yeah i think like the thing is like it's one of those things like it does still work like there's okay. no that you can't deny it like it still works yeah. and like if yeah you could have five people in there and go yeah how, how do you make the last placements oh, i'll call them job yeah, boards yeah. everything I get that it still work, but it's that's what I mean. It's not like these new things, social media, or that. I, I've all, I always said it's not to replace those things. No, it's about not having all your eggs in one basket and yeah. not just having one avenue of uh, building relationships with people. Yeah. Like, why would you not want to build relationships with people through another avenue? Like, it's always those things. You, you, you exactly that. You don't want to put all your eggs in one basket. No. Um, but interesting to ask you then. So, obviously, how how is the industry? Obviously, you said you really realised it recently, but. How has it changed for you over the last 10 years? What, has there been any like dramatic change that impacted um, you as a recruiter or that you found really interesting? What, what's been the biggest effect to me is more the kind of places I've worked at okay. compared to where I am 
now. Yeah, nice. Um, in the fact that I've worked with some of those like real old school yeah. kind of boiler room. You can't sit down until you get a CV yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can't leave until you get three hours on the phone. Even if you've sent three CVs that day, you've had a shit day. <laughs> you know what I mean, if, if you don't do your call yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. So, and then going to like where I am now, which is amazing, it's like so chilled out. Mm. So it's the fact that I think I'm hoping that more and more companies are kind of going down that route where they're not focusing on... Hey, guys. Yeah. Like, when you say chilled out, do you mean what I'm the way I'm perceiving that, which is where it's like where I work now, is that... Yeah, outside looking in, it may look chilled, but every single person in your team and in and who works for there, they have an, they they're they're responsible. Yeah, they feel responsible, and and that business yeah. take an approach of, Chris, I trust you. You're responsible. If you need a bit of kick of the ass, we'll do that. But at the same time, we believe we know that you can deliver. So yeah. is it, is that what you mean by that? As in like you, they know that you know what you want to do, and that you feel like I don't know. The, is that what you mean? Or? Where where I'm at now is. It's the first place I've ever worked at where you get treated like a grown-up, Okay, to be honest, right? Interesting. And we are not a big KPI place, okay. and I'm not with my teams anyway. The only thing I ever care about is interviews, right? Yeah, yeah. So you can get as many CVs out as you like, but if you're not getting interviews, you're not going to make any money. And if, at yeah. least if you get to interviews, but then you're not making deals, in my opinion, there's, there's something in that process afterwards that's not right. Maybe mm. like your prep, or yeah, yeah, you're not yeah, closing yeah. properly, or something's missing, right? Yeah. But there's no... We generally help people where we are, and we there's kind of a bit of a mutual respect between the fact that as managers we expect the consultants to do their job. But at the same time, they expect us as managers to help them out. Help them out, yeah. Do you know what I mean? And it's the kind of place where you know uh, you could rock up to work in jeans and a casual shirt every yeah, day. Yeah. No one wears a suit. No one wears a tie. Yeah. If you want to go and grab a coffee, you don't have to put your hand up and go, please sir, can I yeah, get a yeah, coffee yeah, from the yeah. shop? You know. It's whereas other places I've been at, it's like you have to wear a white shirt. You have to yeah, be clean yeah. shaven. You have to do God knows how many you know times and minutes on the phones all day long, <laughs> and it's just that's the biggest kind of shock for me yeah. or biggest change that I've seen is I think more and more companies are hopefully starting to wake Go up to the way. fact that you yeah. don't need to be like that. Yeah. You don't need to rely on that textbook from the 80s that someone wrote. Yeah. You know? How has that affected you then? Like um, being in that environment? Happier, Do you feel like, yeah, yeah. For so, a start. That's good. I generally. think that, like, above all, that's probably the most important thing. Yeah. I was just about to say, oh, how, do you feel like you've um, performed better as all those sort of things? But fuck that, it's like you feel happier. Like, that's Definitely. the most important thing. I, it's, there's no, and I don't get me wrong, I've earned money at some of those other places. Mm. I did really well at some of those other places. I've earned more money where I am now. Um, but is there's no there's not once where my job now that I thought, oh, I'm gonna, I need to move on. It's the first time I've ever worked Amazing. out. I think, you know what, this isn't for me anymore. And that's what you're aiming for, right? Yeah, so generally, and there's always bad times, you know. Cool. There's, there's always going to be shit there's times. Not, there's not a job out there, anyone can pull me off on this, but there are, are, there's not a job out there where someone's like, I love 100% of my job. There's always something. No, that, they're lying. Yeah, 100%. There's, there's always something that you just, don't, like you're saying about BD, like, oh, fuck's sake, I've got to do some BD. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? There's always a part, but it's about what people should be aiming for is you should be loving 90 5, 90%, 85% of your job and yeah. what you do. If you're turning up, if you're rocking up to work and you're like, fuck, and yeah. you're like literally dreading the whole day. And going to the that, toilet is a quick break. Yeah, do you know what I mean? And, just, and, and you're, you're literally hating the majority of what you do. Then yeah. that's when you need to take action. Yeah, so yeah. And that, that's, that's good though. That's what, um, it's that kind of stuff that annoys me a little bit because there's mm. companies out there that still make people feel like that. Yeah. And I actually, I actually did a video this morning before I left oh, did you? that I haven't put up yet. I'm going to get a chance to do it. And it's, it's on that subject of KPIs. Me and a colleague were chatting about yeah, yeah, yeah. a company we both know about and they're just ridiculous. And it's like, there's a lot of people out there working these places that think that's what recruitment's like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, well, it's not. You it's know, not. But you think it is and you're going to give up before you get the chance to go somewhere decent because you think, oh, it's no point because yeah, yeah, yeah. everybody's like that. I, the, where, where I worked was a small agency um, and... 
it um so I the the director who I sat next to, so like he was still billing. Yeah. So like we didn't have KPIs, but I couldn't just sit on my ass all yeah, day course, and not yeah, do yeah. anything because he sits next to me. So um yeah, I mean I never had it ingrained in me that like we had these ridiculous KPIs. It was yeah. very much focused on the quality and all that. But yeah. it were he he built an environment where especially for someone who was just joining that it was very much focused on the candidate doing all that, yeah. do the right things. Oh, he should have you thought about this, take the feedback on, okay, now I'll try to do that, da, 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 all that. Yeah. But yeah, it was never, those KPIs, I think that, I think around the interview thing is interesting. I think that's, I think that's a good one to, yeah. to aim for. And I think that's interesting what you said that if you're getting interviews but not getting, not getting placements, are you asking the right questions? Are yeah. you asking the right questions after the interview and all that? So I think, yeah, I don't know. Do you think there'll be a lot more businesses it's hard though, isn't it? Because when you get big, yeah, KPIs are important. I don't know. It's yeah. it's a hard one, isn't it? Well, it's well we one. have them, but mm. we don't. I think the problem I find is is that when companies say they have KPIs, they actually use them as like micro targets, and mm. they make people feel like shit if they don't hit them. Yeah, okay. Even if they build okay. right. Yeah. Whereas we have them. We have the usual stuff like X amount of CVs out a week, yeah, X yeah. amount of interviews, call times. Yeah. That kind of stuff. But when I do my one-to-ones, for example, I never look at the call times and I'll... What do you look at then? Interviews to start off with. Okay. How's your week been? And a straight thing I look at is interviews. And interviews if they've booked, week. If they've hit their KPI for the week in interviews or above it, they've had a good week. Yeah, Because they're, yeah, they're yeah. going to make a deal yeah, somewhere. Yeah. But the only time I ever look at things like call times, it's exactly that. It's an indicator. So if I've had a shit week and they yeah. come to me and go, oh, I've only got like two, three CVs out this week yeah. because there are interviews, then I'll be like... What have you been doing this week? Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's have a look. Yeah, um, yeah, but I, it's not like I'm not sitting there checking the, the call times and going, right, you've only done an hour so far, you've yeah, only yeah, done yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. It's not like that. So it's, what you're saying is it's more of, look, scrap like making people feel like shit if they don't hear make, yeah. make Treat them as garlands where, look, recruiter, if you aim for this, yeah. you're more than likely to have this success. Exactly. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And, and treat it as that's, more that's of the a garland. Yeah. The, the, the clue is in the title, they're an indicator. Indicator, they're not you're a doing target. The right things and you're going the right places in terms of getting where you yeah, want to be. That's what you... they should be used for as a guide to, to see what people are doing yeah, yeah. and where they're having success and where and they're And also failing. that helps you as a manager, right, to spot yeah. um, maybe like blind spots for them where they need, need yeah, a bit of work. And it helps and like as a team grows. Sometimes you have to rely on the black and white, like the numbers yeah, in the exactly, place, right? Exactly. Um, and that does help. Like when I'm looking at like teams, when, you know, it's just coming up to the end of the quarter, like literally last day of the quarter today. Oh, okay. Right. And we're at end of quarter, halfway through the year. And that's when I look at figures and go, right, yeah. who's billed what? And then I might go, well, those numbers don't really quite yeah, match up. Yeah, that's yeah, when I look yeah. at them, but I'm not on a weekly basis, a daily basis yeah. saying, how many messages you sent out today? Yeah, how many yeah, call yeah. times you've done and things like yeah, that. It's interesting. So something that was really interesting to ask, because I feel like it's come up a few times while I've been doing this, but what... With recruiters, something that um, a lot of them have to go through, and I feel like you've gone through it. So obviously you're now a manager. Yeah. So how many teams do you manage? Four. Four. Okay. So do you bill right now? Yeah. Oh, you still bill? Okay. Cool. So when? How was that transition of going from just managing your desk, your relationships, you your billing to then the the whole manager side, and what what motivated you to get to where you are now? Um, I actually been doing. I've been to some form of management for most of my career. I got oh, into really? team leading fairly early. Okay. So I'd only been in, like, the first place I talked about, yeah. I was there for, like, two and a bit years. And then the next place I went to after that, I was a team lead of a small team there pretty much straight away. Okay. Um, but still billing. Still billing, yeah. yeah always billing. And yeah. again, it was all delivery focused. Again, we had a big account that I managed and things like that. Mm. But um, I've always, even before I got into recruitment, I was saying to you, I was working clothes shops and stuff. But even then, I was always wanting to be, like, Manager some responsibility. Yeah, you know? yeah, okay. Um, so I always wanted to do that anyway, no matter okay, what. I was so you always do. had that in the drive to. Yeah, do I've always that wanted to be piece. some kind of leadership or management. Okay. Um, I've only been non-billing once, like completely non-billing, 
How did you find that? Was that tough? It was tough. Like the place is a great company. Wasn't there very long. Didn't really work out. Yeah. Um, the team was quite small, and it was all contracts, and it was uh, SAP stuff. Okay. Which I'd ne- I've done bits of it. Yeah. But I found myself twiddling my thumbs a little bit because I was yeah. like, "There's only so many reports I can run for six people. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's only times I can go right. Did you feel like you wanna wanted to do it yourself? A little bit, and <laughs> I, I did get involved a little bit. There was a couple of deals where I would. I mean, one in specifically where a guy had pulled out because the length of the contract was too long and he wanted to do something from home or something. And I, I remember the guys went to lunch thinking it was dead and I decided to stay in the office and I called the candidate up and was like, look, what if we? What would it take you to accept yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. I think people seem to forget that right sometimes. What, do, what would you actually need to yeah. accept it? Just ask the direct question. Yeah. <laughs> and, he, and he told me, and, I, and the guys <laughs> came it. back, I was like, yeah, if you yeah. go to your client and tell him this, he'll do it. I said, it's a long no, shot, but try so, it. Like, that, it's such a simple but fucking good question to ask <laughs> yeah. when you're in that What does it state? take? Because, if, yeah, yeah, exactly. What does it take for you to accept this job? Well, I'll take this. And then that's down to you to go to the client. Yeah. But, and then you know that. Oh, I can't ask client that. Why not? Yeah, exactly. But Why then you know that you've done everything that you can. Yeah. Yeah. And then it worked out. Yeah. And, he, and he did the three months or six months that it was. And I think he left after that. But we got that deal that yeah, day. Exactly, you know? exactly, yeah, exactly, um, yeah. So bit, management-wise and billing-wise, I, I enjoy it. It's definitely a balance. Especially yeah. at the minute. I've hired quite a few people recently. And the plan would, I think, eventually get to a point where maybe not completely non-billing. But my target would be massively reduced. Yeah, and I'll yeah. just kind of dip in and out when I want if I sure. get bored. Um, but the teams at the minute, it's a fine balance. I've always seemed to do okay at it. Yeah. Like I might sit there sometimes looking like I'm about to kill someone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I somehow I somehow manage to make sure they're doing all right. I make sure that I'm doing all right doing and everyone's right. kind of covering their asses, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, part of me does want to go completely non-billing because I, I like I like that kind of. I think I'm good at solving problems. Yeah. Okay. And I, I like it when people come to me and go, "My candidate's now got a counter for I've got this really major problem. How do we do it?" And yeah, I'll be like, yeah. "Right." Well, Talk me through it, yeah. and I go. Well, let's try that. Yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. I like I like doing that stuff. Um, so I'd like to do more of that as a team grows, which I'm going to have to do. But then maybe just dip in and out of it, you know. Yeah, yeah. So. I think um, how old are you? Because um, Sean went through the same process as my boss, and he said like he had, what the success he saw of others like that really made him feel a lot more fulfilled. So how have you? Yeah, how have I, you done that? Seeing other people do well through you, you coaching them and all that. I never like blanking, right? Yeah. Never want to blank myself, but I feel better when the team have done well. Yeah. I, I would much rather. I, I, I'm kind of believing the fact that I don't think the team needs to be the biggest biller in the team. Yeah. I think that the people in the team should be billing more than me. Yeah. Um, so I, I like it when the team, and especially when a lot of them they don't have recruitment experience before and they come into it and it's mm. their first job, and when they, and everyone thinks they know how hard it's going to be, yeah. they don't. They don't. They don't have a clue. <laughs> Uh, and then when you when you start seeing them go from that kind of shitting themselves every day yeah. to fuck you know I've just done I've just done a deal and then yeah. like, I'm, I've just done another one and then yeah, they kind of yeah. get this bit of confidence and they start to like click a bit you yeah, know? Yeah. and it's, it's it's good when you think you know I, I kind of helped with that you yeah, can't yeah, take yeah. all the credit no of course as much as I do in the office but like, <laughs> it's, it's all down to me no yeah um, but I, I do like enjoy that more mm. it is interesting that though isn't it I find yeah, that yeah. that whole concept really interesting because yeah. like who would have like a lot of people think, nah, fuck that. I'll, like, I'll just focus on my own. Desk, a lot of recruiters like... are selfish, which is fine. If you just want to focus on being a top biller, then great, yeah. do that. But I always had the, for some reason, I don't know why, but I always wanted to go down that route. And yeah. I, I feel bad when we go into like, management meetings or end of quarter meetings or end of year meetings. And maybe, I don't care if I blanked mm. or had a shit month that month, yeah. as long as a team I've done okay. Yeah, but yeah, if yeah. it's my bunch of teams that are potentially let the side down, I, I don't want to be there. Yeah, you know, yeah, I don't yeah. want to walk in the room. I don't want to go to the company yeah, party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be like, I'm not going. I'm not. I don't. I've got nothing to celebrate. And yeah, I'll yeah. just sulk for a, like <laughs> a, a day or so. You know. Yeah. So I was. I was going to say then. What What would be your um, 
I don't know if it's hard because you you need some context, but I really feel like there there is um, a lot of recruiters go through that. It's like okay, so I'll get to this senior recruitment level. I'm yeah. billing consistently. Like what what more now? And maybe sometimes it's like should I go into management? Is it for me? Obviously, there there needs to be a bit of self awareness because if you're literally like fuck management then obviously don't go into management but if yeah. you're like thinking about it sh- would i be good at it? whatever i don't know would there be any advice that you'd give to someone who's in that sort of spot if you if you think you've got it in you yeah then just go and just do give it, it a go. put your hand up right because i think too many people don't try it because they're scared to or yeah. think, oh, they're never gonna let me do it or they think oh, it's too, i'm not sure i can do it just try it out as yeah. long as you're in a good place they're not gonna fire you yeah they're gonna help you out yeah so I would just and start small. Usually, like the way we do it at my place is that we'll give someone one person to mentor. Nice, and that's it. That's you know? a good way. Yeah. And then if it works out, then we'll add one more to yeah. that. And also, I think also don't. I guess what I what from from your experience, I'd say don't go straight from billing to not billing. Right? No, that, yeah, that, yeah. The, and that's what I did, and it was su- such a bit of a culture shock, you know. And, mm-hmm. and the fact it was such a different environment that I'd been in before. Yeah, going into that kind of I'd done contract before, but I'd never really done like the European market contract, which it all was, and I'd never really done SAP contract. And it's a bit like, right, so I've gone from this billing role, 360 role, yeah. or management role, to now doing this kind of contract, non-billing sales manager role yeah, for yeah, Team yeah, of Six. Yeah. I'm like, okay. Give it a go. And that's the thing, I put my hand up, I said, like, yeah. let's give it a go. No, I, th- I, think, I think that's good advice, mate. I think if you're literally thinking, no, I do not want to be a manager, don't be a manager. But if you're yeah. thinking, you know what? I could like I might be good at that. I'm not sure. Like yeah, you you need to experiment, right? Yeah. And I think as you said, yeah, don't go from just straight away. Um, yeah, if you're billing to not billing, like try it out, and yeah. hopefully if you've got if you work in a business that, like you said, I think that's a really cool way of doing it. Right? Yeah. Okay. Why don't you mentor this person? For yeah, them, I see would. If they can increase their billings or yeah. see if you can help them. Da, da, da. And then also I get they'll get that experience and that feeling of oh you know what this actually feels great me helping yeah. this person and then yeah. that's going to motivate you more to help more people right and that's what that's what my advice would be is if people are, if they're in somewhere that's big enough and the teams are big enough and let's say they've got a year or two years under their belt and they, they start thinking about they want to do team leading if there's no actual team they can take over or they're not ready to take over a whole team then just ask your boss like when the next newbie comes along yeah, yeah, yeah. can, can I just value, yeah. even if it's just helping with the system making sure they've yeah, got a day yeah. plan that kind of stuff. Can I just get involved a little bit? Yeah. And maybe that will then lead to... Yeah. I think that's good advice, mate. Um, yeah. Cool. So, um, right. So what I wanted to ask you, I think I'm going to make this on each episode now because I like it. So right. Sean asked me on, um, it was, uh, what, what was your highest high and what was your lowest low? Right. Um, and okay. I think that's very um, suitable for recruitment and, and this whole thing. So what, what what's your highest point in recruitment and what what's your start start with your lowest point lowest point um, and then we'll f- f- run it off right the lowest point i'll try and make it a quick story yeah go on um i worked for a company a few years ago and we did a lot of um european stuff yeah and i was responsible for managing an account in norway okay uh like a big consultancy yeah i took it over from someone else who left yeah, yeah, yeah. i then grew it out yeah so we had everything infrastructure development and then the management consultancy side of the business yeah and we did like 50 placements in a year. It was amazing. We did nice. loads of placements, right? So I was managing that. And then they then at the end of the year said to me, look, a few of the guys from the Norway office are now going to be taking responsibility for their Swedish and Danish offices. Can you help us grow that? But the plans were going to be completely different. They weren't yeah. going to hire that many people. Yeah, yeah. But my boss at the time didn't listen to that. He was expecting to do another half million pounds because it was all fixed fees and do another 50 placements over the next 12 months. Invested all this stuff in the back office saying, you've got to make us all this money. And I was like... 
people have told me it's not going to happen. That's not what we're doing now this yeah, year. It's yeah. to be more strategic. And he wouldn't have it. So the lowest point was is that we had this candidate for the Danish team that they wanted to hire, but they couldn't move in it so quickly. That's not how they do things over there. Yeah, They're yeah. quite chilled out about it. And my boss basically wanted me to hold them to ransom <laughs> and basically say, and what he made me do, and I never forget this, he made me write an email. Yeah. He stood over me, made me do it. Write this email. I just sent it to every single contact I had in that business in Sweden, Denmark, Norway, basically saying we are no longer working with you until you give us the offer that we deserve, oh, basically. Shit. And then I was like, I can't send that because it's just commercial suicide. I said, I, yeah, don't. Is... I said, you're not listening to me. He goes, send it. So he made me send it. And then I got a phone call from um, one of my colleagues or uh, contacts over there and he's more like a mate yeah, yeah, yeah. and he's like what the fuck did you just <laughs> I was like you do know that's not me right because they knew how much I struggled yeah, yeah, with yeah, this yeah. boss at the time and he's like I know that but let's get your boss on the phone so we had a conference call and this was amazing right because yeah. um, I've got loads of messages back from the people I just started working with saying fine see what, you later yeah, what, what have you done you've just, you yeah, just yeah. blown it so we had this conference call me and my boss and two guys from this client and the best thing about it was right at the end and they knew that I was there yeah. and they said to me because they, they spoke to him most of the time. And they said to him, Chris is there, right? And he went, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they knew I was there. And went, right. And they said to him, like, we're going to talk to you directly now. And they said to him, that was the biggest mistake you ever made. Just leave Chris alone. Just let him get on Whoa. with it. Don't come anywhere near it ever again. Because what he was doing was great. And you've just nearly gone and fucked it, basically. Love that. And I had to kind of sit there and just be like, yeah, you yeah. Know, try not to laugh. Yeah, like, yeah. So that was a biggest disappointment for me because I ended up leaving after that. Okay. Like, and, he, and he did exactly the same thing a month later, almost. It was like, yeah. where's this deal still coming from? I was like, it's not going to happen. And we yeah. ended up having a bit of a row, and I was like, you know, I'm going to leave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was out. So that, what annoyed me about yeah, that, that was. That sounds intense. Yeah, what annoyed me about that was, it was the fact that I put a lot of hard work into that client, and I didn't want my contacts thinking that was me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's reputation. Exactly. Like, of course. And I haven't worked from since, but not because of that. I just haven't done that market yeah, since. Yeah. I kind of they're still on LinkedIn. And I still yeah, yeah. contact with some of them occasionally. But that was kind of my lowest point when I'd yeah, done all that yeah. hard work for a year. Got to put where someone had asked me to help it's, them yeah, expand exactly. their Danish and Swedish offices. Yeah. And then two months later, a boss kind of just blows it. <laughs> I'm like, Especially like having to do something which like you literally didn't want to do. Like fuck no. that. Yeah, yeah. No. That it, must it was like if you don't. Th- and he said to me. If you don't do it, I'll find someone else to manage it. I was like, oh, <laughs> and I was like, good luck finding someone to manage it as well as I've done. And then that was it. And it was just kind of like. No, so. Yeah, yeah, that, that sounds, uh, yeah, I'll go, fuck that. Yeah, that. so there's been, there's been other things, you know, little things like yeah. where, you know, crappy places you work yeah, at, yeah, but yeah. that's the one that always sticks out of my mind. Still what's annoys me. What's the positive then, mate? What's positive, uh, I guess that was a bit leaving bit, there for yeah. a start. Um, positives, like I said to you earlier on, um, first place I worked at, first deal in a week, was yeah, amazing. Class. At the same place there, I did four contract deals in a day. Class. Which was, and that wasn't expected. It was like four guys going in for one job and then they ring up and say, I'll just take all love four. Love that, love that. It's amazing. Um, and then more nowadays, when it's like, again, when I said two minutes ago, just seeing, I get more of a buzz now. Yeah. Seeing where some people that were really struggling, like there's one particular guy on one of my teams at the minute, he's, he's awesome, right? Yeah. He does an awesome job so far. He's like 130% of target for the year so far. Class. Whereas when he first started, he probably won't mind me saying that he struggled a little bit, yeah, and course. he was like, "Is it going to work Nothing out?" Kind of that, thing. Yeah. But and now, like, he's just absolutely smashing it. Yeah. yeah, and it's things like that that kind of get I get my kicks out of. Yeah, you know? definitely. So it's positives like that is when you see what you kind of do. It kind of, in a selfish way, it kind of validates what you've done because yeah, you kind of think yeah. maybe I am, maybe I do know what I'm talking about <laughs> a little bit, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not just paid. You no, know. I love that. I love that. Um, yeah. So cool. So um, look, before we wrap up, then, so obviously. You've recently started something as well yourself, so yeah. the, the Recruiter Index, right? Yeah. So two things. Um, why? 
Why? Yeah. Good question. So I I always wanted to do something that was mine. Yeah. Not to take me away from my day job. Yeah. I've always felt like I've had this kind of entrepreneurial spirit. Okay. But I've never really done anything about it, right? Okay. I tend to have a problem of overthinking everything. Yeah, and yeah, I get yeah. Excited, a lot you know, of people do. What's the end point going to be? And I worry yeah, about yeah, the end yeah. point yeah, first. Yeah, yeah. So I had the idea knock around for a while. And then what happened was I started, you know, those kind of uh, how to get ahead in business kind of books, right? Yeah. I read a couple of that, which I never used to get into. And I read a couple last year, end of last year, start this year, that kind of two of them really. One. There's one called the, the one thing. Okay. And one called the compound effect. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I've, that's on the to read list for me. The compound basically, effect. they're both fairly similar, but I definitely yeah. read both. And the whole point of it is, is that forget about the end result. Yeah. Just start small and do one small thing each day, and yeah, then you'll yeah, get yeah. to a point, right? Such good advice. Yeah, and it worked. So basically, I thought, well, I want to do something, but what am I going to do? And then I thought, well, you know, I come up with the idea of a blog, and I thought, well, and then I, I remember spending one weekend on the laptop trying to design this whole website and think what the end idea is going to be. It's like, you haven't even got an article written. Yeah, what what yeah, are you yeah. doing? So I thought, right, let's take it back and start again. So I literally spent the first month, day by day, right, just come up with one idea. Yeah. Do that each day. And then after that, it was like, right, now I'll just flesh it out. Then the week after that, it was like, now I'll try and write an article. Yeah. So after two months, I just had all this stuff. And I was like, well, I might as well do something with it now. Yeah, yeah. And then, and I basically did the same thing. But then I had this body of work. I just thought, you know what, fuck it, I'm going to do it. I'm going to I'm gonna listen to advice in the books. Don't worry about what other people think. Yeah. Just do it. Love that. And then I literally spent a weekend, bank of the weekend on my laptop from Friday night till Monday night, yeah. just putting it all on there, getting the images right, getting the articles on there, proofreading, all that kind of stuff, and just love hit it. launch. Yeah, love it. And then sent a thousand LinkedIn messages out yeah, yeah, yeah. manually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like, I've launched this thing, have a look, check it out. And um, But I've, I kind of like what we said on the phone the yeah. other week, is that a bit of a niche to scratch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I knew I wanted to do something, didn't know what it was. Then kind of got this idea from reading these books. I thought, yeah, let's just try that and yeah, just yeah. see where it goes rather than Look, I think, worry um, about it. No, I think um, congrats on starting, mate, because a lot of people, they'll just stay in that pocket yeah. of like my, that mind space of what you was in. Yeah, yeah. So, all right, look, I said it to you on the, on the phone when we spoke before, but on, like that, that's what I experienced with um, when I started the blog and stuff. Like, th- I naturally had that mindset of like not expecting anything in return. Yeah. And I speak, I do speak about it a lot, especially in today's world. Like when people are putting out LinkedIn posts and people are like doing more videos and stuff, the recruiter in us wants something in return because, yeah, like, yeah. you know how it is. I'm, I'm doing these BD calls. I want, I want to get something in return. Retention seekers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. that. And also, we want to see the the ROI, but it, it's a different game. <laughs> it, is. it is. It is a different game, but trust me, you can't. You can win big on it, but you the the people that win big on it are the people that don't share with the expectation of getting something in return. Yeah. So that's all I say to you, mate. If you really believe in what you're sharing, then keep sharing it. And if it, if it read like the the market's always right, I'm sure you've read that or heard that. Like yeah. the audience is always right. If the audience will like it and it resonates with them, then it's going to stick around. But yeah. I think yeah, just. just the fact that you started is amazing, and I think that's great. Yeah, because I was always in that mindset. Yeah. Like, I'm, I've always been like one of these ideas, man. I'm one of these guys who texts me and go, I've got this amazing idea. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. This time <laughs> and then you, we never do it, right? Yeah, yeah. And then for once, I just thought, you know what? I'm going to be 40 in a few years. I need to do something that yeah. I can kind of put my stamp on. Yeah. And like, I thought, fuck it. I don't care what anyone else thinks. I'm sure yeah. there's a few people in the office that laughed when I first put yeah, it out. Of course. I'm like, you know I what? Who cares? Yeah. And then the first, and it's literally a month today that's amazing. been launched. And the first, like, in its first week, I still get a buzz now, and I look now as, as one more follow. I'm like, it's fucking cool, Amazing, right? isn't it? It's so uh, cool. But in the first week, I had people come to me to ask to write yeah, for it. Yeah, yeah, And I had, um, yeah. yeah, people come to me to ask to write for it. Yeah. Um, in the second week, I've had people ask me to write stuff for them. Yeah. And a company in Australia want me to feature some of their work, uh, want them to feature some of my work. And then obviously, Class, yeah. here I am now. Yeah, exactly. A no, month to the day, and it's I'm seeing no, Honestly, look, I think it's amazing 
what that you started. Honestly, I love hearing that. Um, so look, before we finish, I always ask this question. Don't know if you you've had it before, but um, I might have prepped an answer. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, as you know, then as you know, so look, if you could um, communicate to to every recruiter. Um, they'll listen to Chris Hart. They'll, right. they'll implement the information you give them. Right. Um, and uh, yeah, what would you say to them? My piece of advice. So there's a couple of bits to it, but it all kind of sits in one area. Cool. So first thing is don't ever deal watch, right? Yeah. People aren't realistic enough about their pipeline. Okay. The amount of one-to-ones I've had over the years where you sit down, they go, oh, I've got like 10 interviews coming up. I'm bound to do a deal. But, and it's not the negativity in it, but it's like, well, that one that we haven't hired with that client for three years. Yeah, They're really yeah, fussy. Yeah, yeah. That candidate's got ten other interviews like on the go. I like that. But people get so wrapped up in that I'm going to do loads of deals. Yeah. And then the problem with that follows on from that is that when people are closing or debriefing their candidates, and this is one of the things I said on the video that I put up the other yeah. week, is that people don't hear the bad stuff and they don't ask what candidates' concerns are. Yes. Right. So. Yes. And generally, and this isn't just newbies. This happens all the time. Like people will only hear what they want to hear. They don't actually ask the candidates what's going to stop you accepting this yeah, offer, yeah. right? Is there anything? Could be anything. Yeah. All they want to know is, oh, you loved oh, it, yeah. it's great. I used to be a bit like this. The amount of calls I've listened to where the guys have come off the phone and go, right, it's closed, it's done. Yeah, yeah, and I go, I've got a bit of a gut feeling about that <laughs> one. And you listen back to the call and you go, at what point did he yeah, say yeah, he's yeah. ready to accept? He's kind of said, yeah, you know, I might yeah, take yeah. it. If Yeah, yeah, probably. And they go, yeah, it's done, it's closed. And you listen back and you go, no. no I think that's great no, advice, mate. So you can't rely, you can't, you've got to be realistic. Don't deal what? Don't, don't get, I'm not being like negative about it. No, you're not, you're not. Be realistic. Look what you've got and actually kind of break it down. Yeah. How often do we place for that client? How many things has that candidate got yeah, to go yeah, yeah. for a start? And then have I actually asked my candidate what's going to stop him yeah, either going yeah. to the next stage yeah. or accepting an offer? Because it yeah. could be one thing yeah. that doesn't matter how long the list of positives are, but it's yeah. one thing that's going to stop him and you haven't asked him, he's not taking yeah, the deal because yeah, 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 he's yeah. not going to take it. No, I think that's so, really good advice, mate. And um, one thing that, I don't know if it was it was my boss or I read it somewhere, but in line with that, it was um, ask the questions that you don't want to hear the answer to. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> and that yeah. is such fucking good advice because they're the answer that you need to know it's, if it's yeah. solid or not. Um, so I think that's great advice, mate. Um, been an absolute pleasure. Thanks yep. for coming on the show, mate. Yeah, no worries, been good. I'll uh, see you soon, no doubt. But uh, yeah. thanks for coming on. No, cheers, buddy. Nice one.